let's play a game. What's new with you? Uh, well, I, I had the death flu um, earlier <sighs> this month. It was horrific. Uh, literally, like, laid me out for two straight days to where, you know, I was like, I remember at one point, like, crawling to go to the bathroom because I couldn't stand upright. It really wiped me out. And I still kind of, yeah, it was bad. And it, it ended up getting the whole family eventually. Poor, poor Caroline was knocked out and, uh, down for several days and uh you know i took her to the doctor and then you know of course i stayed home from work to take care of her and then i got sick but uh in the interim you know uh, it's the third time this past year that i've used my insurance and i was told by the people um you know that i was trying to use my insurance with in this case the doctor um basically it would be cheaper for me not to use it what how crazy How is that possible? How crazy is that that our system is so fucked now that it's actually <laughs> cheaper for me to not use the insurance. The first time it happened, let me just go off this rant about insurance momentarily, get it off my chest. Fucking um went to go buy glasses earlier in the year. Ever since I got this new insurance, you know, because of uh, what the current administration is implementing. Um and the lady told me, "Well, uh we're familiar with your insurance and they have a history of not like denying payment. Right. And she said, if you buy these glasses, we would charge you $60 cash, 60 bucks, man. Um, however, if we use your insurance, sure. You'll walk out of here with them essentially for free, but we'll charge your insurance and we're going to have to charge them $300 because that's the way insurance works. If you don't know, they charge the insurance these inflated rates because insurance doesn't always pay out. And apparently uh. my insurance is one of the ones that is like, no, we're not paying you. And she said they'll probably deny it, and then you'll get a bill in the mail for $300. I said, well, oh, God. I said, well fuck it. I'll just pay the 60 bucks." you know. That was the first time. Yeah. And then, again, it happened at... Uh, most recently, I'll just go over that one real quick. With Caroline, I went and got her uh, her Tamiflu, uh, which is, you know, this drug they came up with trying to fight AIDS that actually, yeah. they realize, actually helps with the flu. It doesn't cure it, but it gets you over it much quick, more quickly. Much faster. Yeah. And last year, we had to get uh, Tamiflu as well for Caroline. And with my insurance, it cost me $8. This year, I walked up and did the whole rigmarole, expecting to pay eight bucks again. And she was like, "Well, it's going to be a uh, hundred and eighty dollars with your insurance." I said, "What?" Holy fuck! Yeah, and she said, "Well, your insurance only knocked four dollars off." <laughs> four dollars. I said, "That's great." And she was like, "Well," and she pulls me aside because I guess she could see the shock on my face. And she was like, "If we don't, yeah. run, if we don't run your insurance." You can go to this website here, put put in your information, and it'll give you a code to give you a certain percentage off. And I said, okay, well, let's fucking let's try that, right? So I, I go in, I do like she said. It was very simple. I put in all my info and uh, get a code and go up. Knocks 
$80 off the bill. I pay 100 Still outrageous. But yeah. once again, cheaper without my insurance. And like I said, that was the third time it's happened. And yet I can't drop insurance. It's illegal for me not to have it. So, you know, it's just this sticky situation. It just proves how, like, just destroyed the system has become. It's completely just I mean, wrecked. Aside from the administer, our current administration and what they're trying to do, that's all fucked. But I think they're targeting the wrong area. They got to find ways to like insurance cheaper, but like make insurance and the medical companies like just play nice. Like, hey, shit costs this, you pay that. Like, let's just move on. Let's not have this game of inflation to the point where it's just outrageous and just everyone's suffering. Yeah. Um, Man, I, I just I'm more and more envious of Bjorn if he's if he's listening. I'm sure he will eventually. But uh, you know, I don't want to say I'm for socialism necessarily, but man, it's looking better and better. You know, it's just they they seem to have so so few problems to our very very many regarding you know insurance and just well everything school education and stuff. You know, and, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I love I love capitalism uh when it works it's i think it is by far the best system but we're so far corrupt at this point it's you know it's all about the the bottom dollar i i I don't know how to fix it you know i'm not i'm not you know some kind of political wizard or anything but something's got to change and uh yeah you know the people suffering are guys like you and me unfortunately and yeah because of that you know um uh that was why i wasn't able to get you know all the different things I wanted to get, like the SNES Classic. I keep meaning to buy it. I actually found it uh, one night sitting on the shelf, and I I technically had the money in the bank to get it. I was kind of like, well, should I buy this? And then, you know, ultimately it was more like, well, I I can get this or I can get, you know, groceries. And uh, what's more important, you know, um, helping helping out, you know, with something like that or, you know, buying something for myself. But some good news. I did mention I will be buying. I, I meant to buy. Wait, 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 wait. Nope. Did you buy the classic or did you buy groceries? <laughs> I, bought, <laughs> I, bought, I bought groceries, bud. Okay. I didn't, I didn't buy the. I didn't buy the classic. Yeah, I already had a cart full of. I was going to surprise my wife because uh, we're short on funds. We've got uh, this gal. I think I may have explained it to you. I've exp- told this story a few times. She is such a dingbat. You know, we run this ding daycare here, and uh, one of our moms. Uh, signed up for this program that they're supposed to take money out of every check and um, eventually like at the end of the month instead of every week they'll cut us a check and to the tune of you know whatever's owed well the month rolls by and we didn't receive a check and then you know another week another week another week and then it goes to a month and a half with this girl having not paid and you know that's to the tune of like i don't know 1200 bucks or something you know and it's money that you know we depend on and uh, finally after a bunch of rigmarole to make a long story short we get the check but it's not for the amount owed it's for considerably less considerably less and Uh um it's written out to the name of the daycare and not my wife. And we don't have like a daycare account at the bank. So then my wife had to spend all day opening up a business account just so she could cash this paltry check. So just 
all this horrible stuff at once and with Carolina, of course, you know, with her dental recently too, that was the other thing that the insurance didn't pay for where they were basically like, yeah, this, uh, with your <sighs> deductible and such, uh, it's really not going to do anything. And we're like, okay, well, I guess we'll use it anyway, even though, you know, we're paying full out of pocket and, and that was, uh, gosh, I don't know, 1200 bucks or something like that. So that was a kind of a nightmare, but, but, and I don't want to out, who this happened to, but uh, I was supposed to go buy a PS4 today because I came into some money. Um, hey. Yeah, but I, I ended up, I walked out, I walked to GameStop, I saw the price of a PS4 Pro, I wasn't really sure the difference between a Pro and a normal one, and I was kind of like, eh, the Pro's 400 bucks. I turned around, walked out, I was like, that's a little much for me to be spending right now, even with the money that uh, I just received. Um so uh, I put 400 aside, and uh, my wife, who's good friends with a gal that runs a pawn shop, she uh, called her and she said, well, we've got one that just came in the other day. The guy bought it, uh, played it a couple of times, couldn't pay his rent, and it's still in the box, all the paperwork, all the foam, and it's like uh, one with the highest amount of memory and et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. And uh, she says he's got four or five more days, and if I wait it out, I should be able to get it for a couple hundred bucks. So that's hey. I'm going to go that route and uh, hopefully get get that. And if not, I'll try and just uh, be patient and find one for a decent price. But, yeah, I'm going to join the modern era finally. There you and, go. And, uh, you know, toward the end of finally. our system's <laughs> life. And, yeah, and if anyone wants to uh, become friends with me on PSN or uh, – whatever xbox live I, I almost never get on xbox my name is the same on both i believe it's uh kelvin's that's k-h-e-l-v-i-n-s you you included james if you ever want to uh play games together or whatever just compare yeah. the gamer scores um but yeah um what had happened was i have a, a family member that uh didn't probably shouldn't have done it but went and took a hundred dollars to a casino and ended up hitting pretty big to the tune of oh. just under 10 grand hey yeah and they thought well, Amazing. um i'm gonna give everyone in the family some money and uh sent me some money and i was able to uh, mostly pay off caroline's dental bill which was nice uh, i could have paid it completely off but uh, you know i put off buying the playstation so many times i was just like uh, this is happening. I'm buying it now or, or, you know, five years after it came out kind of thing. So I, I really want to get one and I'm going to get one. Damn it. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what's been going on with me. Anything going on with you? Yeah. I don't know, man. Back in school, softball season starting. So I'm out there working with all the, the ladies trying to get them ready to go for the season. We're hoping this is going to be our best season ever. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, got a lot of fresh girls out there, so we'll see if we can put something together. Right on. Bulls um, softball season. Not much else, though, David. He's uh, nine and a half months old, growing big. Wife has just asked about him today. He's doing well. Uh, He goes to sleep at like 10 o'clock at night, though, and wakes (laughs) up around 6. A couple of wake-ups in between, but I just, uh, you know, having going to bed so late it's like i need like some time like my wife i you know convinced her god bless her to just hang out with him right now and you know we'll go to sleep around 10 so we'll, we'll be clean after then but it'd be nice when he goes to sleep around 8 or eight thirty. that way we have like an hour and a half to ourselves to kind of yeah. meditate or read or play video games or yeah. whatever just but right now it's he's in a phase so hopefully he gets out of this phase the next uh 
I don't know what to tell you, man. We thought the same thing with Caroline. We were thinking, you know, this is this is just a phase. She'll uh, she'll grow out of this or whatever, and uh, <clears throat> it's only gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> like tonight, I mean, it, it's become pretty much uh, standard for her to you know, 10 o'clock or nine or 10 o'clock roll around. We try and get her to sleep and I want to watch a show. And she thought, no, we're not watching any shows. We just, Tell me a story. You know, it's just a whole ordeal. Sometimes you can get her down in 20 minutes. Sometimes it takes an hour and a half, you know, and kicking and screaming. And, you know, she turns from this very demure, uh, very nice little girl into the devil. And, um, yeah. So look forward to that. Yeah. Well, it, yeah good yeah 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 and but she good, good. she has been hooked lately on um the past week or so uh courtney my wife brought out the old we you know we have a couple of them but brought an extra one to her room and she was into uh some years ago i think right before i started this podcast courtney was really big into skylanders and she brought the portal out and all these little figures that you know go on the thing and Caroline cannot get enough of Skylanders and has been playing stop. Um, and yeah, we even went out and, uh, bought her some new ones so that she had this and that. And then we bought her, you know, uh, some of the later games cause we just had the first one on the Wii and those things are only like $3 now, which is incredible. And yeah, we really hooked her up and she has been loving that. So, I've been watching and playing a lot of Skylanders because, you know, she gets to an area where she can't get past. And Daddy, help me. And her mommy a lot of the time, too. So funny. Yeah. And so I've been, of the, all the games I've played the past month, probably the one I've played the most is Skylanders. But I'm not going to talk to death about that game, obviously. It's not a it's not a bad game. That's the thing, though. It kind of plays like a, a Mario 64 or a Zelda, somewhere in between there. Uh, but... It, it vaguely, I don't know if you've played any of them, but it, um, it's got a thin oh. veil of where like you'll get to an area and sure you can get past the area without, but there'll be a little section. It'll say, you know, this can only be unlocked by a fire monster or whatever, or fire skyliner. And then you got to switch the figure out on the portal out with one that's fire. And then that area will open up. So they kind of force you to buy these other figures and then as you go, you know, like I said, we bought Giants, which is the second installment. Um, you have to have not only characters of all the different elements, but different elements and Giants so that you'll be able to. I mean, you can switch back and forth, but it's it's annoying. So, yeah, we've got my wife estimates 40. I think it's closer to 60. We've never stopped and counted, but just figures everywhere. Wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Wow. A lot of fun, and I have no interest in owning any of them because that's one of those things, you know me, you know, if I started collecting anything, uh, I have to get them all kind of thing, and they just keep coming out more and more and more. But uh, it's based off of, if you remember, the Spyro games. Um, Spyro's the main character in all the Skylander games as well. The um, the, uh, dragon? Yeah, Spyro the dragon. Yeah. Yeah, I believe they're all made by Activision, and yeah, they're they're like solid games, but they're very geared toward selling the merchandise uh, yeah. over the game. Smart, so, which is smart. smart. Good, 
super smart. Smarter Nintendo. Are they, they're still making these. I think I, um, yeah, well, yeah. there was something recently where you could buy stuff where you could like, like you scan the code. Is, it, is that the same thing we're talking about? Uh, essentially, yeah. I mean, there's different ones. There was Skylanders was the, uh, I believe, the original. I think like the Mario or the Nintendo serial that just came out had like, oh, some the scannable Amiibo. on it. Yeah, yeah, it was an Amiibo. <laughs> Is Amiibo, is that the same thing? Or no, no. way off. I mean, no, you're not way off. They're essentially the same thing. Like, Skylanders started it, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Huh? Uh, they created the whole system of, hey, we've got this portal, and you put the action figure on it, and it reads it, and then you can play that action figure in the game. And then yeah, okay. Disney jumped on with their Disney, whatever the hell it was called. It, it finally did die, the Disney brand. But then, yeah, Nintendo itself, you know, they jumped on it with the Amiibo. <laughs> with all their characters and yeah you can use those for various games just not just like one game like with skylanders all the skylanders only work on those games like the amiibos to my knowledge work for a plethora of games both on the ds and the uh whatever it is wii u and uh switch I believe um, I, I haven't bought a modern system outside of the the DS, and I, I don't mess with Amiibos. That's another one of those that I'm just like, no, I can't do it because some of those figures are so pricey and just hard to find, track down, and no, thank you, I'm not down with that. The other thing uh, you may have heard me crack a can a minute ago that I started doing is I'm drinking a little bit here and there again. I went a long time. Yeah, yeah. for you. I I feel like. Welcome back. Yeah, I feel like I'm more than proved that it didn't have a, you know, a death grip on me. I'm not going to go the way of Jim Morrison or whatever. Um, And yeah, you know, it's just like I'd have a drink here or there. And I was just like, well, you know, I enjoy drinking, not in excess necessarily sometimes. But, uh, you know, just sometimes I enjoy drink. I missed it a lot. And yeah, I'm enjoying being back. And I think I proved my point. I think I quit for, gosh, nearly a year or so. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, you don't by chance have uh, Amazon Prime, do you? Amazon Prime. I think my wife does. I don't. I watched a documentary on it. And it's one that I actually heard about. God, like, oh, I think it was on two dudes in a uh, two dudes in a nest or something like oh, that. Yeah, they yeah. interviewed someone, but they did. There's this guy from Canada that like. He had 30 days to try and buy every single North American release Nintendo. And the documentary right now is on uh, Amazon Prime, if you have it hooked up to your PlayStation or whatever. It's it's pretty interesting. It's an hour and a half long or so, and it shows him going out to all these different um, you know stores yeah. and some, some friends' houses and some private collections and accruing you know just about every single game so it's pretty interesting they don't really talk price in the in the show uh, yeah they want to just avoid that but they it's pretty interesting i don't know if you have a hour and a half or so it'd be a good one to check out yeah, i might have to do that and that might be something we could revive uh, to bring it up uh video games the movie <laughs> because they were, yeah they were asking about in discord and all the guys are like what's going on with that and i said well you know it kind of seems like one show a month is is really where me and James need to be. We're, we're both, you know, we both have, I have a toddler, you have a newborn almost. Well, not newborn. I mean, he's getting to be yeah. a toddler now. But uh, it's a lot of work. And, you know, you've got your coaching, and I've got my job that calls me at all hours of the day. And, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, we're busy guys. And two shows was kind of rough. It's But I, I did say it's not something I want to throw away. I want to keep the show and maybe do it, you know, here and there where we can. And, yeah, something like that might be uh, – 
something that we could, you know, watch and, and do for that show. That'd be awesome. I'd like to do, you know, yeah. a few episodes all at once of that. I tried to get friends to do it with me, like personal friends, and they were all about it. And then, like, when you go to schedule it, they're, oh, man, I've got to go, you know, whatever it is, wax their dog or whatever. I don't know what people do. Um, yeah. Well, hey, this uh, this summer, man, we I got the whole summer off. Oh, Maybe sure. we could just jam every a bunch week of just. Them. Mm-hmm. things yeah compiled and then just release it throughout the year and speaking of that I, I also before we start talking about the games we played this past month i wanted to uh, real quick uh touch on uh the controversy between todd rogers and billy mitchell you know billy he's the guy from king of kong and uh yeah man he's the, he holds the record for pac-man or something like that right yeah he's a real douchebag but uh Unbeknownst to you, shortly after we did the uh, Man vs. Snake episode on video games and movie, I sent a friend request to Tim McVeigh, the star, quote-unquote, of the film, the guy that looks like comic book guy. He's in a cave. No, not that guy. his wife. (laughs) He doesn't... that guy? He doesn't... No, that guy doesn't live in a cave. That's... uh, That was the guy that... Seemingly was cheating. Although Tim is very vocal, uh, yeah. thinking that he wasn't. No, uh, Tim was the guy that had the big, looked like comic book guy, married to Tina, who you kept joking that I was into, and yeah, you're into her. I mean, she's all right, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Tim's a great guy. You know, we, I became friends with him on Facebook. Um, he's very vocal about his uh, dislike for Billy Mitchell. You know, they made it seem like they were like close friends in the documentary, and apparently when uh-huh. they were young. They kind of were, but then when Tim, you know, he walked away from the scene for a while and then came back, he got to know the real Billy and that whole group and uh, Twin Galaxies, Walter Day and all those guys and decided yeah. they were all a bunch of douchebags, uh, which they are. You know, if you follow it at all, like those guys like the smell of their own farts. They're just the worst kind of people. And I've been following it pretty close because I'm also friends with uh, Patrick Cott. Patrick Scott Patterson, PSP for short, uh, he used to work for Twin Galaxies and then quit or was fired, I'm not sure which. Uh, he was a judge. He's also a record holder on many games and such. Former wrestler, too. I think he used to wrestle under the name uh, Patrick Phoenix or something like that. The guy is huge. I've met him in real life, and his hand is like, you know, I'm 6'5", and he's one of the few people that when I shook hands with him, uh, his hand made me feel like I was a baby. You know what I mean? He had uh, like this huge, yeah. just he was massive, good guy, and he uh, he and uh, Catherine Despera, who uh, also she's a journalist and used to be the PR, uh, I believe, person or one of the PR people for uh, Twin Galaxies, and she left after finding out, you know, some stuff, cheating insider stuff and whatnot like that, and she's very vocal about what's going on and they're all just giddy because um after todd rogers he's in he's the one in uh, king of kong that lives in like the one bedroom flat with all these animals and he's like sitting here playing barnstorming over and over throughout the video and uh, he's just very sad existence seemingly well the whole controversy i don't know are you following it all no, not at all. Oh, okay. Well, the whole controversy was he had the record, for the oldest video game record in the Guinness World Book of Records, which was for a game called Dragster that came out for the 2600, um, gosh, I guess 35 years ago or maybe even more. And I believe the score was like 5.31 seconds that he submitted. And then there was this other gamer that had been trying to beat that score, um, 
to, I guess, gain some acclaim for having beaten the oldest score on the books, and he couldn't do it. And then he tried to do it with tool-assisted uh, methods and still couldn't do it. And then he tried, uh, he got Ben Heck, who you may have heard of, to compose some actual machines to try and figure out what the fastest possible score was. And it, it was like three seconds off or something like that to where it just couldn't be done, right? So then they started scrutinizing this guy's other scores. And he had things like on Centipede, he submitted a score of an even 65 million when the next score mm-hmm. down was like 300,000. So mm-hmm. probably not likely. And then there were mm-hmm. scores he submitted that ended in numbers that couldn't possibly be, you know, things that you got like games that go up in uh, multiples of five and he would submit like 336 million and six or something, you know, and it would end in that even number. And it's like, well, it can't possibly ever be that because it's in, you know, fives and weird stuff like that. Yeah. Really went over it. And like, here he is, this guy that in that community, he's been regarded as one of the best video game players of all time. Um, not as celebrated as Billy Mitchell as of late, because Billy is really good at promoting himself, and he's got Walter Day and all of TG behind him. Uh, the reality is Billy Mitchell's no better than, like, there's probably 30 or 40 classic video game players that are every bit as good or better than Billy Mitchell. I'm not saying that Billy wasn't good, because he does have skill, as does Todd Rogers. You know, there are legitimate things he did in tournaments and such, but to bolster his reputation, he made up a lot of fake scores and so on and so forth. And so they removed all, all his records from Twin Galaxies. Well, then they scrutinized Billy Mitchell, and they found that... Oh. Yeah, buddy. They found that the the very video that he submitted in the movie The King of Kong that beat out Steve Wiebe's score... Um, mm-hmm. came from MAME, which is, you know, it's a, if you, MAME is like a computer program that can run arcade cabinets and stuff. You can install it on your PC and play virtually any, uh, ROMs that you might acquire of, uh, classic arcade machines. And the reason, mm-hmm. the way they discovered, you know, that it came from MAME was because as the blocks were being laid out for the levels and such, there's a certain way that MAME handles it and a way that the original hardware handles it, and it's very obvious that it came from MAME. Um, so this all came out, and of course he did a uh, press conference of some sorts a few days ago on a show starring Artie Lang and someone else. I don't I don't know. It, I didn't watch the thing, but I read about it, and it uh, he deflects a lot, makes fun of other players, and tries to say, you know, everybody cheats kind of, you know, all these just weak-ass defenses while never actually saying, uh, you know, I didn't use it, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So kind of kind of happy, and like I said, so is Tim, so is uh, all these people that just, like, truly hate Mitchell because he's, he's like a cancer on the classic gaming community him and his uh, cohorts there and it's just it's really good to see that he's being scrutinized for what he is I mean he got painted as the villain in King of Kong and at the time a lot of people said no Billy's actually a good guy in real life but then you see him in all these other videos like Man vs. Snake where he's just he's a douchebag he just really is yeah. he's just the biggest douchebag everything's got to be about himself and uh. he's got to be the best and you know I just I I despise the man not quite as bad as i do some people you know i mean i don't wish him dead or anything like that but uh yeah so anyway i just wanted to go over that a little bit and give my two cents and if you want to have a 
if anyone is interested in seeing what's actually going on, just uh, send a friend request to Patrick Scott Patterson or Catherine Despera or Tim McVeigh. Uh, all those guys on their Facebooks have been very vocal about what's going on and posting up-to-date stuff. So I've been like in the thick of it for a few weeks now and reading all this stuff. And it's very interesting uh, to see. It is interesting. Well, to see the corruption levels of something so trivial. You know, it's like it's cool because I love video games. Like no one loves video games more than me. But it's like, it's like peaking at high school. You know what I mean? It's like, let this shit go. It's like Al Bundy type shit. It's like back in, or what, Uncle Rico back in 85, I could throw a football over the mountains kind of thing. It's like, who cares? You know, <laughs> you're celebrating yeah. something that is ancient, that's so trivial. And that, that coming from a guy that loves video games more than anyone. Anyway, if you're still listening, hello and welcome again to Is It Worth It? The podcast where we talk about whatever the hell we want, usually rare and valuable video games, and then we tell you whether or not we think they're worth it from a collector's standpoint. Hi, I'm your host, Blaine Jay, and with me, as always, co-host, Mr. James Milholland. Ahoy, ahoy, everyone. Hey, man. And what James and I decided to do this month, uh, rather than pick one of the games that uh, was on the list, because most of the games you guys picked for us uh, to play this next however amount of time it takes us to play them all were these really lengthy RPGs, really involved games, and we kind of just wanted some time off, you know. Um, so we decided to make it a free play, and I think that's what I'm going to call this episode is going to just be like free play, and just try and catch up on some of these other games that we've been meaning to play, but because we've been playing like all kinds of stuff, you know, uh you know, uh, maybe we can get a chance to play literal anything else in between. And I, I played quite a few. I, I won't say that I played, like, I did beat one game, but uh, I didn't play a lot of them more than, like, three or four hours. But I did play quite a few games. I'll try and remember all of them. But if you can, do you want to you wanna go first? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, first, just want to say it was... it was nice listening to you for the first time. <laughs> Without... Playing Mario... Oh. Um, it's been years since I've done that, and it was nice. But that Mario RPG show is really good. Thank you. Um, really wish they'd do a, a proper sequel to that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Superstar Saga is close, and we'll get to it. It's it's close, but I think if I mean what they could have done, I had a revelation when I was listening to your podcast. But if they brought in like some of the characters from Smash Brothers, if they, you know, you start out as Mario, then you acquire Link and acquire Kirby, but it's more of an RPG format, yeah. Mario RPG, then they can open the storyline up to just you know whatever they want. Almost do kind of like a Kingdom Hearts thing where they go into each other's worlds and they, you know, battle RPG style, but call it, you guys call it something you like action rpg not action rpg where you click while you're battling yeah i think that would be uh pretty cool but anyways uh yeah great show oh thanks i've been playing recently uh i got i've been watching these silly youtube videos uh it's like the entire story of a, a certain game or series of games in three minutes have you seen any of those at all uh like gaming norm the gaming historian or whatever or that, but it's like the entire story of Zelda in three minutes, or the entire story of Final cool. Fantasy. Well, it's pretty cool for YouTube. It's great if you're, you know, taking a crap that you need three minutes to kill. 
Um, but I watched one on Rocket Knight Adventures, and it was oh, a game yeah. I played when I was like in, I don't know fourth, fifth grade. Got a and the pop- story is the story is way more complicated than I ever thought. You know, when I was a kid, I thought it was just okay, a, p- a possum rescuing a princess. You know, right. here we go. But it inspired me to play that game, so I dusted it off, and I've been, I've been playing that thing for. Uh, there's a part I just can't get by when you get when you go up into outer space. Uh, right? I don't know if I can't get by it, or I'm just like tired at that point. I wish I had like a save state or password system because that's a couple hours in for me at least. And it's got a sequel. But really cool game. Um, is that for Super Nintendo or is no, that a pure no, see, sequel? The one for is Super like- Nintendo is completely different than the one for Genesis. It's my understanding that the Genesis version is very, very good. And I had the opportunity to buy it some years ago for nothing, and I turned it down. Um, but the one for Super Nintendo is a completely different game. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the one for Genesis apparently follows the formula the first one did, and the one for Super Nintendo does not. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it. I mean, if you, if you don't know what it is, it's a platformer, uh, and you're a little possum rock, uh, knight, and if you, if the rocket part is if you hold, I think, A or any of the buttons, yeah. uh, you'll charge your release in whatever direction you're pointing you will thrust yourself in that direction or if you don't point anywhere you'll just spin out right where you are and do some like spinning attack with your sword yeah and pretty cool little game i don't know oh it's a great game man and also appears in my favorite game snatcher briefly um a bunch of konami characters appear in a certain bar scene in snatcher very cool uh he being one of them and yeah it was one of those i played a lot Excuse me, as a kid as well. Um, it it was one of the few games on the Genesis that when you look at it, you go, okay, Genesis uh, graphically can do everything that the Super Nintendo can do. It's just that a lot of the developers didn't bother, you know. Yeah. Gorgeous game. Um, great soundtrack, great gameplay, tight controls, nothing else bad. You know, I have nothing bad to say about it other than it is a, a bit on the uh, hard uh, curve yeah you know definitely yeah. definitely um our guy uh the completionist did a episode on it oh, yeah. and he went through and played as like nightmare level or whatever and that's that's one shot one kill so if you get hit once you're dead and there's like no continues and i don't know how he did it but no. he, he got through Mm-mm. but <laughs> my god i could not do that if i wanted I'd to rather play coffees and sandpaper <laughs> Yeah, but he did. He, that guy's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You want to alternate or? Yeah, I think you should go next. Oh, okay. Well, you the first, the first one I tried because, like, basically, what I did when when I I came up with this idea of doing a free play, I got home that night and I was like, okay, what am I gonna play? So I just looked over like what I had hooked up at that time was my uh, PS3. It's kind of my staple. I almost always have it and uh, the Wii is always hooked up to my CRT. And I was like, okay, what haven't I played? And I'm looking over my PS3 games of which there, you know, I probably have 60 maybe PS3 games of which I've played maybe 20 because I'm really lazy. Um, No, it's just that I'm busy and it's hard for me to get into these. So there's this one game that, uh, I've been meaning to play. I've had for a while that looked gorgeous and it's called folklore. Have you seen or played this game? No, I have not. Well, the thing that captivates me about it is it's, 
is the visuals, right? It uh-huh. there's basically like the story's wonky. There's this other world where like folklore type stuff uh, exists, you know, walking skeletons and uh, you know, it, it, basically anything you can imagine. It's Middle Earth plus one, you know, there's uh-huh. vampires, there's dragons, there's e- everything, you know, but every, everybody's sentient and, you know, you go to a town, it's kind of, like it. yeah, it sounds cool, right? And it's reminiscent a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, Beyond Good and Evil with all the anap- anthropomorphic animals and such. Well, the way this game goes, all is, right. it, it, the game starts and you you can play as either a girl or a guy, and the guy is a... um reporter i think or a private eye uh-huh. i can't remember it's been a nearly a month since i've played it and the girl is looking for her mother who uh, died some years ago but then she got a letter in the mail recently that said to meet her at this town and then she goes to meet her mother and sees her on the edge of this cliff and this reporter is also told her private eye one or the other, i can't remember which is also told to go to this town and they arrive at the same time have a brief dialogue and then they see the mom standing on the edge of this cliff and she jumps off and then they go looking for her and then you get to decide which character you want to play as. And then you get sucked into, you know, the world of folklore or whatever. And that's kind of where it lost me. I played another hour or two. Um, when the girl, the main character girl, and, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm a, a feminist or whatever, but they went from dressing her to this, like, very, like, nice-looking clothing that like a woman from the 30s would wear you know uh just not showy or anything very drab colors and this that's when this takes place is like the 1930s um to like dressing her in this thing that left very little to the imagination you know it was like mm-hmm. just and any time that i get these over sexualized games with the female you know protagonist or whatever or antagonist doesn't matter anybody where there's just like no woman is going to wear this thing that like it's a micro bikini and this is what you're walking around in you know that's who is this for and it just really you know the more I played the more that turned me off so I tried to play as the guy but it it was it, it had already ruined it for me at that point um if they had just you know yeah. visually though gorgeous gameplay is man it kind of, it's kind of like a Oh, gosh, what's a game that plays like this? The first one that comes to mind is Evergrace. It's like a 3D environment, but you like, you know, you attack enemies and you can learn new abilities through gaining the the enemy's power or something like that. Um, not a bad game. Everyone that like everyone online that's played it says it's like one of the best games, must plays for the PS3 and all this stuff. So I was like, maybe that's part of it too. Is that anytime something becomes overhyped, and then I play it, I'm kind of like, eh, it's like you know and the opposite is also true if like i've heard nothing about something and then i go watch it or uh, play it i'm like hey that's pretty good you know um so maybe that had something to do with it but all in all like it's worth a play maybe but i think it's actually trending up in value i think it's like a 25 or 30 dollar game now or something and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't i couldn't recommend it for that but if you like really big into like really creepy storylines uh it, it kind of is reminiscent of like alice in wonderland a bit and stuff uh yeah maybe check that out i don't know uh, it just it failed to grab me anyway what you got next james 
Yeah, the world sounds really cool, though. Like you said, it's uh, fucking awesome. Have you seen the? Uh, off on a tangent here. Have you seen no. the movie Bright on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, and just that was really good. It was really, really good. But the one thing that I was pissed about is, you know, it was overly, um, I don't know, like they they showed yeah yeah they showed their yeah. hand when they gave the whole line like you know not everyone's a bright or uh, the only people that are one in a million is, humans yeah one in a million humans you're like obviously it's going to be will smith but i yeah thought, I, I i prayed when, when they gave that line i was like please let it be the orc right because like they say something like that and then they have uh, the orc be the bright, it would have been brilliant. And everything playing up to it, I was like, it's going to be the orc, it's going to be, the... and then it was fucking Will Smith. And you're like, yeah. Because okay. he's like, there's the there's the prophecy they talk about, but yeah. they never actually Get describe what the prophecy is. But I love the world. Like, I think it's cool. For those of you that don't know mm-hmm. it, it's on Netflix. It's an original movie. It's their most expensive movie ever made, and it already is going to get a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. Just Lord of the Rings. In 2017 yeah. LA, yeah, like super cool. Like, orcs are just lower class humans, are right in the middle, and the elves are just some elitist group of people that um, think they're just better than everyone. But I love it. Their own farts. Yep, they're Billy Mitchell. Yeah, uh, yeah. The sequel like goes into the past and shows kind of how everything came about because they do reference like the Dark One 2,000 yeah. years ago, and they talk about. I want to see some of the future too, where like. They talk about how the orcs like play in the NFL as like defensive linemen. Like I love right. to see like, a football game with like an elf as the quarterback. You know, receivers are humans, and then orcs are the linemen. I think that'd just be a cool. World. It's a cool world. I mean, they showed these and, orcs yeah. lifting fucking cars. I mean, yeah. How could anything? You know, Refrigerator Perry is not going to block that. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, anyway. Yeah. Oh. Back back to games. Um, I've been playing a lot of my NES Classic again. It's hooked up and it's easy to play. And I've been playing a lot of uh, Mega Man Two. Oh, yeah. I know that's uh, everyone knows what Mega Man Two is. If you don't know what Mega Man Two is, God, kill yourself. Um, but God, I picked that thing up and it's like I just twenty years ago just got through playing it. Like it was just nothing. Just went right through it. it took me about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, I did have to look up the order and how to beat the guys. I forgot. I did get it, and then bam, just went right through, and that's such a great game. It's all about. It still wor- it still holds its value. Oh yeah, it's. Everyone says it's the best of the series. I'm the one bastard that likes the first one the best. Um, oh, I've played the first one way more. I don't know why. I've just played that one a bunch more. I don't. What's the guy? Uh, cut Cutman or Scissorman? What is it? Yeah, he? it's Cutsman, Electman, Gutsman, Iceman, Fireman, and Bomberman. I love it. Yeah, that that's the only one that has. Yeah, that's the only one, or Bombsman or whatever. That's the only one that yeah. has six. The subsequent ones all have eight. Uh, and, they, yeah, they're coming out with 11, which was a big announcement. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So looking forward to that, uh, especially now that I will be getting a system that will support it. So that's going to be yeah, awesome. It's yeah. the same type of graphics, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you played uh, 9 or 10? Oh, I don't know where I stopped. I think I do have... Um, on PlayStation 2, like a compilation that includes like a, all of them. Yeah, yeah, that goes um, through I don't, know, I don't know where I stopped. 
Um, 9 and 10 got released on virtual console, and I believe there's a physical copy of 9 that's in a, like, compilation disc or something. But, uh, yeah, they're downloadable even now on, like, PSN Network. They don't cost that much, and they play just like the old school ones, and they're brilliant. Um, And now they're coming out with 11, and they have the old 8-bit style graphics and music and uh, played exactly as you would expect and are awesome. I believe 9 introduced the first time a female robot uh, was introduced and that was pretty, you know, it's like finally, you know. So that was pretty cool. And uh, I mean, mm-hmm. other than Roll, you know, as a, a female enemy bot, it was some kind of like Aqua Woman or something. It's pretty cool. Yeah, all yeah. all those. You could have picked any Mega Man. I mean, they're... Outside of like some of the wonky shit that they made later, um, all the all the original stuff is really really good. I mean, seven and eight start to get a little weird, but they're still the play. The play is still there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. My next game uh, is is one I bought maybe it's only been like maybe five months ago or something. Again for the PS3, um, such such a weird game i'm gonna pronounce it wrong probably have you heard of a game called of uh acroba strip i have not yeah no no it's it's really weird and what sold me you know i read the back and it was made by xseed and they usually poured over stuff that i'm really into and it had like a japanime looking character with like clothing all ripped to shreds on the front of it and I was like, okay, that's kind of weird, but whatever, like a Japanese schoolgirl-looking thing. So I, I took a moment. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. I read the back, uh, and basically the back explains it all, but what it is is you play this character that uh, gets... It's, it's kind of like vampirism, but not quite. Like, you can you can go into the sun when you get this affliction, but you can't... Um, have anything from your neck down exposed for a prolonged period of time or you will, you know, poof, vanish kind of thing, die. Um, and the, the most of what I played, like I played a f- maybe five hours, most of what I played was these long anime cutscenes and like me trying to find things and stuff. But the way the gameplay works is what grabbed me because... It's basically a fighting game, kind of like a 3D... If you've played, like, God Hand or something like that, that's the first one that came to mind, but, like, a 3D fighting game that has RPG elements where you are able to get, like, new weaponry and stuff that you can equip, new clothing that you can equip, and so on and so forth. But what makes this game stand out is you have buttons assigned to uh, each body part. Like, you've got one for the torso and one for the head, and one for the uh, pants, and then a block. And you try and attack not the character, but what the game is saying you're attacking is their clothing. Because you're trying to out these other vampires, other people with your same affliction. So you attack these people, you attack their top, and then you rip their shirt off, and then you attack if they have a helmet, and then you rip their helmet off when it gets to a certain level, and then their pants, and you rip them off, and then the sun causes them to disappear. Uh, really weird, like, who would have thought of this gameplay? Now, you don't actually see any nudity. They end up in, you know, a bra and panties or a pair of boxer shorts mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, I did read online that you can unlock a mode where all they'll have over their 
crotch will be like a band-aid or like little pasties over their nips or something. I don't know. I didn't get that far into it. And I'm not a 13 year old boy that would like, you know, spend an obsessive amount of time to unlock things like that. But just a really weird gameplay and like how did this even get made kind of thing and it plays pretty well and the voice acting is not the worst it's it's like subpar most areas but it, it's okay and the animation itself though is like really stellar and apparently it's based off of a Japanese anime that's real popular in Japan but I don't I don't know if it's come here or not I don't you know but just what a weird game right so I had to buy it it was five bucks and uh you know, this was my first opportunity to pop it in and play it. And like I said, it kept my interest for five hours. So that's what a dollar an hour, uh, totally worth it. In my opinion for that, I don't know what it actually goes for or how rare it might be, but you know, games like this, these are the type of things that like 20 years from now will have some kind of value because it's kind of like zombie nation for the NES, you know, the very first episode I did for this show. It's like, how did this get made? You know, why does this exist? Who was this marketed towards, you know, and here it is somehow. And yeah, uh, people are going to want it then. So I might as well buy it now kind of thing, but interesting game. I, I guess I'll recommend it if you can find it for under 10 bucks. I don't know. Anyway, that's all I got to say about Acraba or Acriba strip. It's, it's different. <laughs> it's, it's different. What you got next? Well, the psychologist in me right now, though, is analyzing <laughs> you, and it's discovering that this is the second game in a row in which you've seen scantily clad women I, at some uh, point during your gameplay. Is you it, want to talk about, is there something going on? You know me? what, James? I think it's less. <laughs> hey, well, that's true. But I think it's, I've been married, what, six years now or something, so yeah. Um, it's There's less that, though, and it's more... Yeah. It's more that that's just where all games have gone. I mean, you can't get away. Even like the Final Fantasies of the world and stuff, you know, the games, beloved games, you know, Rosa from Final Fantasy Four wasn't wearing a thong and fucking, you know, a negligee. She was wearing a full white dress, like a white mage fucking would. Even Rydia, even though she's quote unquote sexy, she's got long green robes, you know. it's But, you know, all well, the still beautiful. Yeah, well... Then you fast forward out to, there. Beautiful. <laughs> you fast forward to Final Fantasy X, and you've got Luna that's got a top so low, you, you know, you're at any moment you're expecting, you know, uh, a Super Bowl with Justin Timberlake mishap type of thing. Uh, doesn't happen, but still, it's it's ridiculous. And even playing that game, you know, and I know Seton listening hates Final Fantasy X. I liked Final Fantasy X, but the over-sexualization of certain characters, Riku as well, Yuna even, the white mage in that game, um, it's it's gross to me, and I, I understand why they do it. It's because their target audience is, you know, people that are into shit like that. But Teenagers. Yeah, and, you know, it's like, like Samus, you know. When we were growing up, Samus wore a full, you know, suit of armor, and you, you didn't know what she looked like underneath there unless you beat the game, and then you just saw her in, like, a jumpsuit or whatever. And all the recent depictions of her are trying to, like, overly sexualize her into something that she never should be, you know, and it's... It's, I don't know, you know, there's a place for that, and I I guess it's video games, I don't know, it's uh, what appeals to teenagers, so more power to them, but maybe I'm just getting old and fuddy-duddy about it, but it doesn't appeal to me when they do that, it kind of pisses me off, but that's the world we live in, 
but yeah uh that is yeah well anyway if you want to jerk off to a video game acrobat strip absolutely 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. so nick if you're oh, listening good. Uh, I don't know if you listened to their latest episode, but I posted the question if a video game ever made them, uh, uh, you know, caused them to masturbate. And Nick was like, yeah, actually, once I (laughs) jerked one out to Xenogears or something, I can't remember what he said, or Xenosaga. And I was like, oh, my God, really? (laughs) That was a joke question. I didn't expect them to even answer it. And and here he's like, yeah, I don't care. Which, more power to that guy, like, being able to just be like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Whoever's listening, I did this. That's... Kudos to that guy. I get much respect and and disrespect at the same time. Um, <laughs> anyway, what do you got next, bud? Well, I got one more. I mean, it's a game I've already I've talked about on the show many times, and I don't know conversation because my first time ever playing through it um, ever. Earthbound. Oh yeah, that's on the SNES Classic, and that one, as far as I can tell, still holding its value. I oh my god, yeah. I predict. Slump, thanks to the you know, due to the SNES Classic uh, having the game on there, but uh, still going strong. Really good game, really fun gameplay. It it has a dynamic that I think all RPGs should have, and that's where if if you're like super powerful and you're walking through an area where like you just outmatch the enemies, like they should be running away from you. I love that aspect right. of that game. Brilliant, and it hasn't been redone. Hasn't been redone. I mean, Final Fantasy could do it. Just like have your encounter rate just like super rare, like you know, once mm-hmm. every hundred steps or something like that. If you're walking through an area, and then you know, what they should have is some sort of way to like call more serious enemies if you want to like grind or level yeah. up. If they want to you know go that route with it. But well, have you played Bravely Default? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they kind of have that system right. where you can turn off and on the uh, the battles. You can just turn them off I've, at any time. I've dabbled with those places, with those uh, Final Fantasy games on the phone. Oh, th- this is for uh, 3DS, but. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's it's Three basically five. the uh, the Final Fantasy that we've all been waiting for, and it came out on the uh, 3DS, and it has a sequel as well called Bravely Second. Uh, which I haven't played, but I understand is more of the same. Uh, really great game. I've got the collector's edition of the first one, Bravely, Bravely Default. I played it for, I don't know, maybe 30 hours um, before I got bored of it. Uh, really great, just classic style, Final Fantasy stuff, Red Mage, Dragoons, Black Mage, Knights, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's got the same job system as like Final Fantasy V, effectively. Um, mm-hmm. Super cool. And then they have the option from the get-go where you can just turn off random encounters. So if you want to get through a dungeon without getting attacked, you can just turn them off, explore, do your thing, and then you can, whenever you want to level, you can decide to level and where. And at first I was kind of like, ah, this is going to suck, but it actually just makes it infinitely better in a lot of ways. Hmm. So recommend that. For the 3DS? Yeah, yeah, 3DS. It's in fucking incredible. Yeah, if I do not own a 3DS. I need to buy a 3DS. You don't have a 3DS? Oh, I have the I have the the other one, the DS, and I never sure. went for the 3DS. I have the PSP. I really want to play that uh, Link Between Worlds, and I've 
I've oh, brought yeah. myself to buy a 3DS many times, and then I buy an SNES Classic or a PlayStation sure. 4. I go that route. I don't know, but I need to get it I, before they they stop making those things. I think the yeah. Nintendo Switch is going to drive that out oh, of the. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, if I'd oh. known that, that's what I'd have got you for Christmas, man. But uh, oh, okay, oh, thank you for those gifts. The, those four games, by the way, God, no those worries. are amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah, into those. Good. I'm glad. I wasn't sure if you. I knew you didn't have the two, but I wasn't sure, or the three. I wasn't sure of the other one, but um, yeah, I, I don't like, have any of those. Good. I own like five 3DS games or something. Six, maybe <laughs> Bravely Default and uh, Link Between Worlds or two of them. So that shows, you know, I really need to get more 3DS games. One, but it shows the importance of those games. And I, I do need to get a friggin' Bravely Second. Been meaning to get it forever, and it's just like one of those things. It's like not ever at the top of my head of priorities. Ah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Earthbound's a great game. Uh. I'd do a show over it, but it seems like everyone and their dog has done a show over yeah. around. Um, great fucking game, and one that I, I should revisit more often than I do. Anyway. Uh, it's a long game also. God, so I've been long. playing it for, like, hours. and I Last time I played it, it, it took me 40-plus hours, I think, to get to the end. So Just started using a uh, walkthrough, like, after 30 hours of playing. I'm like, God, I gotta get through this. Like, mm-hmm. this is... This has become a journey, and I want to see how it goes. Right. But it's it's great. It's on a lot of people's top, you know, like five lists. So oh yeah, for sure. Play yeah, it. probably in my top ten anyway. Um, as far as what else I played this past month, uh, a couple more. Uh, I did download. I watch uh, uh, Metal Jesus. He he's a YouTuber, uh-huh. and he also used to be a part of a podcast that I was really big on called the. Uh, gosh, it's been so long. Since anyway, it's been so long since I've listened to it, but a lot of the big YouTubers were on this show, like uh, Alpha Omegason used to be on it, and of course Metal Jesus and uh, Patrick Heine and a bunch of guys that have become like really big in YouTube, and that's how I learned of Metal Jesus. I started following him, and uh-huh. uh, he's a lot older than me, but he's a cool guy, and um, he has this one. He has a lot of reoccurring guests, and he has this one reoccurring guest named Reggie, who I've really learned to respect his taste in games. Um, Reggie's a big RPG fan and stuff so anytime Reggie comes on I'm kind of like oh yeah you know and I, and I watch it well he came on an episode I don't know it might even be a couple years old but I've, I only watched it within the last month or so and it was like horror games you know and that's other than RPGs it's like RPGs point and click and uh, horror based games games that will scare you games like Silent Hill um not just Silent Hill, but anything horror-themed is, like, I, I love it. Castlevania, obviously. Everyone knows I fucking love that shit. Um, and so, on this episode, he was talking about, like, PS3 downloadables. And I was like, oh, man, I probably need to get on that. The Wii, is their shop is going down. How much longer is the PS3 going to keep its shop up? And he talked about mm-hmm. a couple games. One of which is Hydrophobia, which I haven't got a chance to play yet, which is a horror game. But it like takes place entirely on a ship, and like water is like rushing into the ship, and you have to go to different areas or something. So it's like a survival horror Ooh. versus water, and I'm like, that sounds awesome. So I was like, I'm gonna look that up, and I wrote it down. And the other of which is a game that I did play a little bit of called Amy, A M Y, and he's he started his segment talking about Amy by saying like, yeah, I know a lot of you out there like 
going, what the hell are you talking about, Reggie? But this is actually a good game. And I was like, okay, that kind of threw me for a second. And I was like, if everyone else is saying it's bad and you're the only one saying it's good, maybe I don't want to get it. But then I looked it up and it was like a dollar seventy five on PSN. So I was like, no. uh, that's you know, that's a nothing. That's me going in the bathroom to take no a risk. quick shit. Yeah, no risk there. So I went ahead and downloaded it, and I really liked the theme. It plays a lot like a uh, Resident Evil would, where it's not tank controls, but you know, it's like 3d environments. It looks great. Beautiful game. Very, very scary. But the, basically the thing about this game that separates it from other games is you're taking care of a little girl. You presume that you're the mother of this girl named Amy and she doesn't talk. She's like eight and it's kind of, uh, what do you call that? where you're always holding someone else by the hand and dragging them around in games like Ico and stuff. You're always having to drag Amy around with you. Yeah. And, um, the difference is like, it starts out on a train and then the train goes all scary, spooky and a bomb goes off or something. And then everyone is zombies basically. And you're going around with Amy. And if you are not near her for, a, a period of time, everything starts getting weirder and scarier because you're becoming infected with this virus. But somehow this little girl is immune. And if you're in proximity to the little girl, then you're also immune. But if you get away from her for too long, you start going crazy and getting, then that, that's kind of cool. I like that aspect of it. Uh, and then you use her to do a lot of puzzles and stuff, kind of like in ICO, where like she can go into rooms that you cannot because of like openings and doors and you know tiny spaces. And you do things with like you stand over there and press this button while I'm over here on this elevator lift, you know things like that. And I was really into it, but Reggie mentioned you know the glitches, and I got one pretty early on. I got stuck in a door inside of a bathroom. Like just literally the door was like sticking out of my face and <laughs> I couldn't get off it. And I spent 20 minutes like shaking the controller and like moving the thumbstick around. And I finally did get off it. And then I just kind of was like, I just spent 20 minutes getting off this thing, you know, like shaking myself loose of this door. And I don't know how it happened, but I was reading about it. The game is like just full of glitches, which is explains it's dollar 75 price tag, but it really is a beautiful game and it's got a really cool theme. I don't know how long the actual game is. Uh, the gameplay spikes up hugely shortly after, uh, you meet up with this guy early on in the game. That's also a survivor and he helps you out. And then, um, he gets killed by the U.S. military, and then all of a sudden there's, like, these things looking for you, and you, you don't have any means to attack. You have to go and hide in various places, and, yeah, the the difficulty spike just was, like, way up there. That, coupled with the getting stuck in a bathroom door, was like, okay, I'm out. I got my buck seventy five worth. I maybe spent two hours with it or whatever. But, you know, if you're looking for a horror game that's a little different for a buck seventy five on PSN Network, it's it's definitely worth that. I did pick up uh, and play another game for the Wii as well. Uh, actually, a few, because, as you know, James, the Wii Shop is going out. And if you want to buy some of these games that are, like, exclusive to the original Wii, you have to mm -hmm. do it by the end of... Well, you have to buy points by the end of March, and then you have to download them by the end of January, or they're just gone forever. And this has happened to a few games, you know, most notably Spot, Scott Pilgrim we've talked about before. It's happened recently for a uh, a Marvel game. I, 
I was just heard about it and I can't remember the name, but some Marvel online game that uh, if you know if you didn't download it, it sucks to be you kind of thing. Um, so you know, I was looking through the library and I was talking to Seton a lot on uh, the Discord there, and uh, he was talking about Castlevania games and there's that game Castlevania Rebirth that's exclusive to Wii, is to, to my knowledge. It may be uh, somewhere else, but not on any system I own. So I went ahead and downloaded it and uh, Euphoria and, gosh, what was the other game? Dungeon Explorer for the T16. And I played all of them. As for Castlevania Rebirth, it plays a lot like Castlevania for the NES. Uh, it has, graphically, it looks like something that would be on last generation of iOS. When, mm-hmm. Yeah, when blown up on a big screen, it kind of looked funky. But it was it was cool in that it, it plays exactly like Castlevania. The music was great. The, the play controls were tight. Um, it, it did something a little different where you can find keys and it replaces your sub-weapon. And then you could use that key to open a door to go down different paths than the normal path. That was kind of nifty. It also does another thing where... You know, in the old Castlevanias, if you upgrade your whip, you upgrade them twice, and then you've just got this long whip, that, and that's as high as it goes. On this one, if you find another thing that would <clears throat> normally upgrade it, it'll upgrade it one more time to have, a, like, a fireball attack, but it'll only last for 30 seconds or so. <coughs> Excuse me, jeez. Yankers. <coughs> I'm going to have to cut all this out. No, keep it. I like it. <clears throat> no, no, no. <clears throat> I've been coughing incessantly since having the flu, and I just can't afford to go to the doctor. It's that or a PS4, baby, and I'm going with a coffin. Oh, yeah. Hopefully spelt, you know, coughing as in, <clears throat> and not coffin as in I'm in the ground. But um, great game. Uh, for what it is, I think it costs ten bucks. More or less worth that. As for Euphoria, it's like this critically acclaimed action platformer or something from Japan that never made it here. I only spent about three and a half minutes on it, and I was like, "Not for me." And I may revisit it at a later date. Um, Dungeon Explorer. You know, I'm a huge, huge fan of the one for the Sega CD. Uh, me and my friends used to play that. Uh, it's a it's a gauntlet clone basically except it has RPG elements where you can like you know get better and stronger and your stats go up and stuff and you can play up to four players and it's really cool uh, the one for the T16 is much the same except to me it didn't look as good it didn't play as good uh, maybe it's just because I didn't have a bunch of friends over or something it's a completely different game with the exact same name they're both just called Dungeon Explorer but they're not at all the same game I mean they they're similar, but you know what I mean. Kind of like mm-hmm. Sparkster on Genesis and Super Nintendo. Um, also liked it. Uh, but the one game I did play and fi- finally play and beat, and I've had it downloaded for, gosh, six, eight months or something. Uh, I'm a real big fan of the Telltale games. I think uh, you are as well. Um, and I've played, yeah. yeah, I played through the Walking Dead uh, ones that came to console. Um, the one where you play as the little or the black guy and then the one where you play as the little black girl from the first game and then mm-hmm. the third one you play as a black woman in Michonne, uh from the show and comic and 
I've had it downloaded forever. I don't think it ever got a physical copy. I'm not sure how much Ooh. I spent on it either. I think I bought it in the Halloween sale for a dollar or something. And I finally played it, and it just like all the other ones, it, I was instantly intrigued with the story and just had to play all the way through. I think I stayed up all night, and it only took it's a, it goes down easy. It only took like six hours to beat or something, five or six hours. And incredible game. And it dawned on me as I'm playing it that all the Walking Dead have a feature um, for lack of a better word I guess but black people as the main characters and that is just something that doesn't happen in video games like ever unless you're playing you know something based on uh, you know and I, I don't want to get into you know but we are definitely white and privileged and it's it's nice to see that at least one studio's uh, yeah. deviating from the norm and you know it never even occurred to me until the third game I was like oh yeah it's kind of weird playing as a black woman uh, it's kind of like the same revelation I had with uh, Beyond, Beyond Good and Evil, evil. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. like yeah. hey here's another one great and then I thought Fuck all the oh. all the Walking Dead you play as uh, black people. I mean, there's hillbillies and shit in it too that you briefly play as here and there. But uh, yeah, really, really impressed with the game and and uh, the direction they took. There's it wasn't quite as tear jerky as the second game for me. The second game with the baby at the end, not to do any spoilers. Depending on how you play it, it could be different. But uh, with the baby at the end and stuff, I just like superimposed Caroline onto the baby, of course, and just. I uh, was bawling because I'm, you know, thinking about my own kid in that situation, how much you know, I would do and what I would do to protect her. In this one, the there is children death as well because it's Walking Dead, and of course there is, but they're much older and it's in flashbacks of Michonne. She keeps seem, seeing seeing uh, her two little girls that she lost at the beginning of the whole epidemic, Ooh. and. Uh, you have to either decide to like at different points in the game, decide whether or not to go with the girls, you know, and uh, become crazy or fight it and uh, stay in the real world kind of thing. But great game. Uh, loved it. We'll probably play through all of them again at some point. Uh, Telltale is just doing God's work. You know, so far I, I haven't played a game by them that uh sucked you know i love the wolf among us uh i've yet to play um uh tales from the border I played, I, I played the batman ones or at least the first one yeah pretty interesting i like it uh it's not what i thought it was going to be mm-hmm. so i was kind of let down but then when i kind of got into it i was like i could see the appeal of this you're more of the detective and less of the you know action hero well that's what batman so, is which, that's what kind of Batman's missing. They try and have it in you know, the Arkham games, but mm-hmm. you're just scanning and kind of following a linear path. Where in this game, no, there's more, you know, investigation. What are these people saying? And then your actions obviously, you know, dictate the, the game in some right. aspect, which is good. I like that. I like that about it. So yeah, see, I'll play I, more of those. I was only vaguely aware of that one, and there's one, I believe, also for Game of Thrones, and I'm like vaguely aware of that I want to play, but. You know, it's just a matter of finding and finding time to play it. But, yeah, that's about all I've played for the month. It seems like there may have been one or two others. I didn't write a physical list out or anything. I was just like, oh, we'll just, James and I will just gab about whatever we've been playing and have a good time. And Yeah, so uh, speaking of Batman and the Arkham games and stuff, that's one of the ones that is left on our list to play. Uh, You have any picks as to what to play for next month? 
I'll play a Batman game. Um, yeah, one game I've been really wanting to play lately that I, I really haven't played much of, but I don't know if it's even on our list, Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, I know really? it's a long game, Yo. but uh, I like to throw that on the list somewhere. That's a good one, too, because I can buy it on my phone, so I can play that thing on the go <laughs> if I have to. Um, you know, I haven't revisited eight in 20 years. Uh, well, let's was, put that further on the list. Let's go for the Batman one this time. Well, I was, I was just naming Batman as, I mean, I also want to put, um, you mentioned the gifts I sent you, of which I sent you a copy of Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2, and everyone on Discord is like, yeah, you've got to play them. They're the best games ever, whatever. So I'm eager to play those. I want to put okay. those on our list. Um, we can let's play... See. We could play that. We could play, you know, Mario Brothers Superstar Saga. What, you know, whatever. There's a ton of games still on the list. There. Let's see, what else is still on there, James? Um, Jesus Christ. Now I can't remember the list. Uh, Batman Arkham, Mario Super Saga, Xeno Saga, or Xeno whatever it is for the Wii. Let's do. Let's do. Bat- I got just got Batman Arkham the uh, the remastered edition. Okay. For Christmas, so I, don't, I don't know. What what you want to just uh, whichever one you want to write. You pick. You it. Write them down and pull up. No, you pick it. You pick. I think I picked oh, the last one. God damn it. You pick. I'll play anything you want. I'm ready. Let's do. Uh, let's do Final Fantasy VIII. Let's do that. Yeah. Really. Okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't played it or thought about it in 20 years. Let's do that. Yeah, that sounds good. Fuck it. And like he said, you could play it on your phone. I've got the physical copy. I'll play it through that. Or maybe I'll download it on PSN or something uh, to get a copy that plays through a modern television. Looks a little better. All right, cool. So um, that takes care of this episode. If you want to reach me, I'm on Twitter at RetroKel. That's K-H-E-L. James is at James Milholland. You can also write me at uh, Belmont at Outlook.com. You can get James at GoodBuddyJames at Gmail.com. You can find us both on RetroGameCore. That's Core spelled C-O-R-P-S. You can find us on our fan page on Facebook, uh, um, Is It Worth It Podcast. We are mostly James, post questions there sometimes. We have a little banner back and forth. Occasionally we'll give prizes to people that are amongst that banter. Uh, don't really have anything for this month, so SOL. Cool. Um, yeah, that's about it. Gosh, I can't think of anything else. Until next time, keep it retro, whatever. Keep it retro, everybody. Listen to our friends, the RPG show. That too. All right, guys. Till next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.